You are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 84. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Now, since starting this podcast 84 amazing episodes ago, I've had various requests to bring on some of my one-on-one coaching clients, my 12-month group coaching clients through my program Profit Pillars, and also those who have attended my retreat. Now, obviously, I can't just have you know, these amazing people on every episode. So I have started to sprinkle them on. And today I'm super excited to bring on my Profit Pillars 12-month group coaching client, Caroline from Social Strategy Mum. This is going to give you, as the listeners, an opportunity to understand a little bit more about what it entails to get the support and accountability you need to grow a sustainable and profitable business. Because the people that have reached out to me, the words that they're using are, I'm really curious. Curious seems to be the key word. And that's why Caroline is going to help to break down some of that curiosity today and give you a little bit of insight about what it takes to grow that sustainable and profitable business while investing in herself. Caroline from Social Strategy Mom is also going to be talking to you about us about the difference between mindset and strategy and what's more important. She's also going to be sharing with us the three reasons why investing in herself has been the best thing for her business, but also for her family and herself collectively. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories, and then tagging me at Angela Henderson Consulting. It would simply make my day and put a smile on my dial. Also, this episode is sponsored by my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars, which helps women in business create consistent 5,000K months and more. You see, my 12-month group coaching program is for women business owners who are ready to take action and grow that profitable business. They want to stop playing small and play big. The program includes the Profit Pillar training systems, which has the videos, PDF guides, and more, monthly live strategy coaching sessions, monthly live hot seat sessions, monthly mastermind sessions with guest experts, 24-7 access to our private Facebook community, world-class membership support, and so much more. To learn about how you can join my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars with Angela Henderson, you can simply head to www.angelahenderson.com.au and click on I Want Help Creating 5,000K Months and More. Now, let's jump into this awesome episode with Caroline. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you so much, Ange. I'm so happy to be here. I am excited to have you here too. You know, as we were talking about before we hit record, it is always awesome to have any of my past, you know, students who have worked with me on. But there's something unique about you, Caroline, and that you've always chosen to invest in yourself. And I saw this even before you and I started working together. You were always figuring things out. You were always testing things. You were always willing to back yourself. And that is really something rare in the beginning of startups. So I'm excited 
wanted today to have you on the show to really talk about why investing in yourself is the best investment for your business. Um, but before we dive deep into that, I always ask a question to my guests because I think it's super important that the audience gets to know you a little bit more than what we're going to be talking about today, investing in yourself. So my question to you is, is I know often I see on your social media handles or on your personal pages that you love to get out into the sunshine with your beautiful kids and partner. So I'd love to know what is your all-time favorite beach that you like to hit up? Because I see you all around water a lot. Yeah. So we are super lucky to literally live five minutes from the beach Love it. Uh, after living in the outback for a really long time. <laughs> yep. so we have a beautiful beach here in Southwest Rocks called Trial Bay. Uh, mm. And it's a, it's a basically a huge bay. And so it's totally protected. Uh, we can basically swim there like it's a pool. It's just gorgeous. The water is so clear. And so, yep, when I'm not doing one of the million other things that I'm committed to, I'm right there on the beach. <laughs> You're just like, boom, because I see you out there and I'm like, oh my goodness, because we obviously live in Brisbane, which we're not right on the water. And I'm always like, oh, Carolyn's at the beach again. She's at the beach again. And I always get a little bit envious, do you know what I mean? Because the water always looks so inviting, regardless if it's winter or summer. Um, so yes, it sounds like a beautiful spot. Uh, and for those beach goers, again, it sounds like a place you need to check out. Absolutely. Yes. So now business wise, I would love for you to tell the audience a little, little bit about your business, but you're not just in business. You also balance working. You're also a mother. You wear many different hats. And so I would love for you to share just with a little bit about us on your business journey, but just what did your day to day kind of, or day to week, I guess you could say looks like for you, because you're balancing a lot you're juggling a lot, but you still are running a very fun business. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. So as you said, I am a mom to two girls. They're now eight and six. And so uh, that definitely keeps me busy. Um, and I am juggling my business as a side hustle to my job. So for the last um, 13 years, I've been working uh, as a paramedic for ambulance. And so that has kept me super, super busy. Um, I've worked in operational management, all of that kind of stuff. And I still balance that along with having my business. So when I started out in business, uh, I kicked off with a business called Aussie Allergy Mum, where I worked with other allergy families like ours because I had a child with allergies. And uh, so I was in that business and really built a great online presence and had a great time uh, basically supporting other allergy families like ours with great information that came from my background, uh, but also really enjoyed building a sense of community. And so I've ended up pivoting my business. Uh, and so now I have Social Strategy Mum, where I help other mums who are building businesses to create social media strategy that basically grows their income and their impact. So now I get to do that on the side. I get to coach women. I run a group coaching program and I basically help them to build their businesses so they can have the freedom and the flexibility, which is exactly what I'm looking for when I'm building a business and juggling all the things. No, fantastic. And tell me a little bit about what have you found to be one of the top things that women in business are struggling with when it comes to that social media strategy? Yeah. So I think the biggest struggle is that we feel like we need to be everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And the reality is we just don't have that many hours in the day. Mm -hmm. And so I was definitely in the position where I spent a lot of time doing my social media for my business but I ended up with not a lot of time to do all the other things that you need to do to actually have a business mm -hmm. because the social media is, 
is not enough. That's not the whole business. You've got to have something to sell. You've got to have a product or you've got to have a service. Uh, you've got to have all that back-end stuff happening. So I think for a lot of mums particularly, they're like, how do I have a presence on social media and be everywhere and do all the things but also have my business and my kids and possibly work as well and juggle family and all of those things? No, and it is, and it is a juggle. And one of the key things there that you said that I think is important is that having a business is not just about being on social media. There is so much more behind that. And I'm curious now because I guess that's where I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about how you became one of my group coaching clients with Profit Pillars. And you know, how did you hear about me? And what were some of the challenges you were facing at the time that you signed up for Profit Pillars? Because again, you were looking at that time when I, you know, when you came on to Profit Pillars about really looking at that strategy, what was it needed to run a business? Because as you said, there's so many moving pieces in business. So where were you at before coming on as a client? Uh, what did that journey look like for you at that time? Yeah. So at that point I'd built a great audience. Um, I was doing some one-to-one coaching work. I wanted to launch, launch a couple of courses. I had all these business ideas um, and I'm always all the ideas, but what I needed, what I needed was a bit of a plan for actually implementing those ideas and to make sure that I was actually covering off all the different moving parts of a business because I'd never had a business before. We don't go to school and learn how to run a business. Mm-hmm. And so really where I was at when I came into the Profit Pillars program was I needed to get that real fundamental framework of having a business and running a business um, down pat because I had the audience, I was doing the social media, I had all the ideas, but I wasn't able to execute them into a profitable business. Mm-hmm. And that was really the the sticking point for me was I was spending all the time, I was learning all the things, I was absolutely loving it, but the cash wasn't coming in the door in the way that I wanted it to. Yep. And so for you, like I said, I've observed throughout the time of knowing you, Caroline, is that you've always prepared to back yourself. You're always prepared to invest in yourself. But for you, like it, to me, it's like you'd already been kind of doing it on different ways. What, may, what made you really take that jump or make that shift to really, you know, investing in the program and hiring me as your business coach through Profit Pillars? Like, what was it? You're like, shit's got to change or we've got to do something different. Like, what was it? Because like I said, you always naturally were, were able to invest in yourself in various ways. But what was that final leap for you? Yeah. So the final leap was that I created what I know is an amazing online course that would be super helpful for allergy families, but realized that I really had no idea how to go about the marketing and launching of a course. And it's this whole idea of just build it and they will come, which (laughs) of course we know is just not the case. Exactly. And so I was like, what am I missing here? Like, what do I need to learn in order to take this further? What do I need to learn in order to have the impact that I'm wanting to have? And so at the time you were running a challenge, I'd been part of your Facebook group for quite a while. Um, I'm not actually sure exactly how I became part of that group, but I was, and you ran a five day challenge about running challenges. And I went through that challenge and I just really connected with how genuine you were and how much, um, knowledge I could see that you had about building those foundational pieces of business. And I knew that that was the next step for me. That was what I needed to invest in and spend time solidifying so that I would be able to move that business forward. 
And I know one of the interesting things is, is um, you were one of my founding uh, early adapters, you could say, when you launch something, there's always a few that come on board in that kind of initial beta phase, some people call it early adapters, etc. And so you still have access to profit pillars. And I remember, um, it was about eight to 12 months, I don't know the exact time. And I remember you said, Ange, um, with the new business around the social media with strategy mom, I have, you know, I've gone back to what you've done and I'm redoing everything, but implementing it towards the second business now too, because it's the same type of framework that I need to, to, to mean, get this next business up and going in order for it to be successful and in order for cash flow to come in. So I thought that was interesting that again, you were able to take the same elements, the same foundational elements that I think are key, the seven profit pillars that are key in order to grow that sustainable, profitable business and apply it to the next one and to kind of be able to jumpstart things. Would you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I was sort of a couple of months into the new business and, and things were kind of developing quite organically. And, um, uh, we must've been talking in the profit pillars group or something about something or something triggered me. And I thought, Oh my goodness, I've got this whole resource here that I went through for one business. Why don't I just start again at the beginning? And so I literally just got out the workbooks and went back through the modules for the new business. And it really helped me to nail down some of the things that I'd been struggling to nail down to really make sure that my Website user experience was good. That's one of the big things that I remember going through, particularly with this second business. Um, and also just nailing down how my you know, income streams were going to work and how I was going to create all of these different moving pieces. So it was super helpful to be able to go back through that process that I was already familiar with, but to do it with, um, with that second business and really just make sure that I was getting those foundations in place because I'd done it before. But every time you do it, it's different and it's good to just make sure that you go back and, and get those pieces all lined up. Absolutely. And one of the key words there that you use was foundations because analogy that I've used on the podcast before, so many businesses come to me to help them grow sustainable and profitable businesses. And they've got a business kind of like the book, The Three Little Pigs is an analogy that I use is they've got a business made of hay or a business made of straw or sticks, you know, and it wouldn't take much. The foundation is there. Like, yes, it's structurally there. The business is physically there, but it wouldn't take much for it to crumble. So in your experience by utilizing Profit Pillars, my 12 month group coaching program, how much have you been able to go yet the foundational elements are key in order for this business to really grow. Yeah. So I, they're just, they are so instrumental. It is, it, it, yeah, it, it is absolutely where you need to start. If you do not know um, where those foundational pieces of your business are sitting, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't know how you're bringing clients in and how you're marketing and all of those kinds of things, then you just can't build momentum. And if you build momentum for a short period of time, it is just not sustainable over a long period of time because you just don't have those processes and pieces in place in order to be able to scale. Mm -hmm. No. Good answer. Again, for those of you that know how we record this, there is zero prompting from Caroline. Okay. <laughs> Caroline is just rolling with it. All right. But this is exactly what I'm talking about because I can go like purple in the face about developing the foundational framework. And when we are in business, there's so often we're just winging it at the beginning, but there comes a time when you go, this is no longer a hobby and I need this to go as a business. Or even some businesses come to me and go, actually, I've got a really great business, but this is the longevity of it 
isn't going to sustain, right? What do I need to do? Like I was working with a plastic surgeon once. Again, his referral pathway is phenomenal. Word of mouth, brilliant. But in regards to him, you know, being able, he, he's starting to get older. He wants to be able to not have to be in operation theater so much, etc. cetera. Uh, but we needed to be able to then increase the other side of his business, which is where like um, the facials, injectables, etc., are coming in play. But he didn't have the processes and systems in place. The foundational elements weren't there. He couldn't be dependent on word of mouth. So we then had to look at what is the sales funnel? What is the email sequencing? And how many people do we have to get in the door to make a profit? Uh, and so, so many times when I work with women, they don't know their numbers. Another example is that I had this lady come on a discovery call just recently and she wanted to start a marketplace and she wanted to start a marketplace and she wanted to replace her day job income, which was a hundred thousand dollars. And she said that she wanted to be able to, um, offer, uh, get commission, 10% commission from every order that came through. And I said, well, you do know that technically you would then need to have a thousand orders throughout the entire 365 days, uh, that would need to be a minimum cart spend of a hundred dollars per order. She's like, that's not true. And I was like, well, no, here's the mask. Get the calculator out. And she's like, I need a thousand orders. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and the minimum has to be a hundred dollars per cart for you to get that 10% back. And I said to her, I said, so if you need a thousand orders and you've got a social media platform of Instagram and Facebook and you post two times a day, just selling and not even think of community right? And that building and that nurturing and that really human to human element. I was like, all you're going to be doing on your socials for the next 365 days is putting posts up about selling. And you have to hope that that gets in front of enough people. And you also equally have to hope that they're then going to put a hundred dollars to each cart. And she was like, Oh, I don't actually know. I don't know if that's a good idea if I should start this business or not, right? But she had this in her mind that she could easily make $100,000. But when she looked at the actual numbers around it, she actually had to go back to the drawing board because it just wasn't going to be something that was going to be viable based on the numbers, right? At that given stage, because she had zero people in her community because she hadn't even started the business. So it is one of those things that, again, foundational elements and knowing your numbers are huge. Um, and so, yes, so now not only have you worked with me, I guess we could say in the profit pillars, but you've also just attended in 2019 the four-day, three-night women in business retreat. Again, another way of you doubling, you know, backing yourself, doubling down and investing in yourself. And you're also coming back to 2020. So I really want the listeners out there to understand, Caroline, what are your reasons why you continue to invest in yourself? What has been the best thing for your business for you, regardless if it's with me or with other people in general? Because like I said, you do work with a variety of people. So what have you found are the three reasons why investing in yourself has been the best thing for your business? Yeah, so I guess... Uh... The first thing that I would say is that I've always prescribed to the idea that you need to be the dumbest person in the room mm -hmm. and in the nicest way possible to myself, in no way self-deprecating. Um, going to the business retreat was exactly that. I was in a room with 49 other business owners that were doing a whole range of different things in their business. We had all the guest speakers. Basically, I could be the dumbest person in the room. I could ask quality questions. I could hear what other people were struggling with. And I could basically have that opportunity 
to take time away from the business, away from my family, away from work, and just concentrate on learning everything that I needed to learn in order to be able to up-level and take the next step, which Mm -hmm. I definitely think that I did. Totally. You were like invested, my friend. You were like on par, engaging, like the entire, do you know what I mean? Four days. It took me a while to recover. Um, Yeah, that's what people have said. They're like, Ange, we didn't know it was going to be like that next level. As in like, we weren't just there for like coffee, tea and chips, right? Mm -hmm. Like the first day you kind of weeded us in, second day, third day, we're getting a little bit tired. Fourth day, you're like, dude, you brought it home, right? And I guess- That's what I have found is that, is that you can't, you can still get transformation at a one day event. But to me, the true transformation comes when a gathering of, do you know what I mean? Women, men, whatever, it doesn't matter, come together and have an opportunity to really relish not only in themselves, but also their business. And I think that's where, again, I, um, I've said it before on the podcast is, I believe transformation happens when transaction takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, and for each and every one of you, it was, you guys all blossomed in some way, shape or form at the retreat and you all took very different things away from the retreat. Um, but you guys came in as one and I believe slightly transformed in another way when you left. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so that was your number one reason why investing in yourself has been the best thing. What's the second reason why investing for yourself? Yeah. So investing in myself gives me a level of accountability to myself and also to other people. So if I invest in a program or I invest in a retreat or, you know, a coaching or whatever it is, it's basically me committing to showing up Mm -hmm. and it's showing up for that person, but it's also showing up for myself and it's showing up for my business. And I really think that that has been something that has set me apart from other business owners that I've watched over the time because I am willing to really make that commitment. And as you said, transformation is in the transaction. It's like putting skin in the game and Mm -hmm. then having to show up and really see that through. And so that's definitely been, you know, a big thing for me. And I think also what's been great is that your transformation has also, you've been, you've been, you've had to be uncomfortable at times, right? Do you mean some things you've had to be vulnerable at times, but I believe in watching you through that uncomfortableness is again, the magic has sparked you in a different way. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I definitely prescribe to the idea that building a business is a personal growth journey, like nothing else in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I really think that I wouldn't be the person that I am right now if I hadn't decided to start a business Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. So definitely I, I'm always willing to show up and do the work on myself as well as on my business. And that is so important when it comes to building a business because it isn't all rainbows and unicorns. It can be a really hard slog and there really has to be a level of commitment and also a willingness to get totally vulnerable. And I think I've shown you that I'm totally willing to go there and do the work. 100%. And as as I've said on other, again, podcasts is that I believe Anyone can learn the strategy in a business. They genuinely can. I can give them all the strategy in the books and we can make them and they'll either take action or inaction. But I still believe that that's only 20% of your overall business is the strategy part of it, right? The Mm. 80% comes down to mindset. So in these times when you've had to sit in that uncomfortable space and you started to see the magic happen, is that again, you've been vulnerable enough to go back and look at your own stories, your own beliefs, and you've equally not just worked on strategy, but mindset. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, absolutely. I would have to say that probably more than 50% of the investment that I've made into things to do with business has definitely been into the mindset side of things. And it, it is, it's just pivotal to being able to, you know, make changes and move things forward because in the end we are literally the thing standing between us and success. Mm-hmm. We are. And fears, yeah. you know what I mean? When you really look at fear, fear stands, it shouldn't be standing in the yeah. way, but we've allowed fear to enter into this life, into our life, right? And try to control us. Um, but again, if you're not working on some of those stories that you may have heard over and over again as a child, that you're not worth this money or you're not worth this, or you can't be successful, you know, and be, or you can't be a good mom and be, whatever those stories are, you're going to have to work through them at some stage in the business realm, whether or not it's the beginning, the middle, or, you know, when you start to, to scale, because it's, it's imperative because so many people can remain stuck in that particular element. Yeah, definitely. And what is your third reason why investing yourself has been the best thing for your business? Yeah. So I think it's, I think I have this, uh, one of my top values is a love of learning. Mm -hmm. And so this has really been something where business has just allowed my love of learning to be on steroids. Uh Um, Yeah. And like investing in myself has been, you know, and in my business has been a big, part of that idea of love of learning. I just really enjoy learning as much as I possibly can about as many things as I possibly can. And I love having the opportunity to learn, you know, five different ways to do something and then really work out which is the best way for me to do it. And then take pieces of this and pieces of that and turn it into what truly lights me up. Mm-hmm. And that's important because in business, I don't know how many gurus it drives me crazy and countless to how many times I've heard it is that they try, they kind of prescribe to one, one shoe, do you know I mean, or one size fits yes. all. And even with profit pillars, even though it is a group coaching program, be through our hot seats and through our monthly coaching and through our connection in the Facebook community, I still try really hard that we are adapting it to each individual business because no one, you can never go and just take someone's you just can't do a cookie cutter approach. People's lives at home are different. The way they've been you know, brought up is different. Their business is different. And so it's really important that, again, I love that, again, you continue to learn, but you're taking the bits and pieces that are going to then help mold your own overall business model, which is so important because you are so unique to yourself and to any other business out there, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. And yes, I just think, yeah, do not always follow the gurus. The gurus do not know everything. All right. And uh, that's again, so well done for being able to assess and then really look at what works for you, Caroline, what fits for your family and making it all about, you know, the best version of you. Yeah. So now in working with me, what has been your favorite part with working with me and profit pillars or coming to the treat or a combination? Yeah, so I have to say that my favorite part of working with you, Ange, is that you actually care as much as you say you do. Mm -hmm. And so for, you know, people who might not be aware, um, you know, when I joined Profit Pillars, you called me um, and you left me a voicemail because I didn't answer because I didn't know who it was. (laughs) And I can honestly say that when I got that voicemail, I listened to it a couple of times. Because I was shocked that you would go out of your way to make that phone call. To you, it might have been 30 seconds. 
but there's this really genuine human connection that you have with your clients and a real level of care that I don't think I see from a lot of those guru people out there. Um, and so that's my favorite part of working with you is really having that level of connection and knowing that you actually do really care about my business and me and my family and all of those things. No, well, that's lovely. Thank you for that. And I think, uh, you know, many people have told me along my way, Caroline, that I shouldn't care so much and yeah. I shouldn't uh, be spending all this time calling people. But I've always said, if that means I never hit the seven or eight figures, I'm 100% okay with that because I need to be able to walk down the street and see you and your family and to be able to like, hi, how are you? What's going on? You know, and obviously I might not be able to do that for everyone, but I need to know that I've picked up the phone and I can lay my head down on the pillow. That's important. That's part of my values. Um, so yes. Yeah, so again, go with, I always say, go with what feels right for you. Again, not all the gurus who are mentoring me know, in my opinion, what's right, but that may work for them, but it doesn't always work for others, right? And I did, I was on my way to the Maldives and I was in Singapore on my layover. I had like, I think a six hour layover and I just closed cart on profit pillars like six hours before I boarded the plane from Brisbane. And so I had all of your guys' phone numbers written down on a piece of paper and I rang you using Skype credit from um, the Singapore airport. And yes, the majority of you did not pick up the phone because you guys were just like that. Who is this number? I'm not answering the phone, right? Um, but I left each of you a message. And the other two women who did pick up the phone, they were just kind of like, said something along, like, no, this can't be her. She's on the way to the Maldives. This isn't. And then another person was like, oh my God, it's really you. Like, what are you doing? And so yes, yeah, so never be afraid to do the opposite. And as I've said before on this podcast, I believe the old will become the new again. People are longing for connection and just not automation. Um, so yes, yeah, so it is important if you are a business out there to be thinking about how you can add those human elements. Absolutely. Definitely makes a massive difference. And for those listeners who are sitting on the fence, we've now entered 2020. All right. We're in January. They're coming back from holiday. They are fatigued. They're sunburnt here in Australia. You could be frostbitten if you're in Canada or something like that. Um, and whether or not they want to work with me as their business consultant or coach or with anyone, what words of encouragement would you give them to invest in themselves and get the support they need to really grow that sustainable and profitable business for 2020? I guess the first thing I would say is it's totally normal to have some fear around opening up your business to someone as a consultant or a coach, mm -hmm. because it is confronting to think about just laying it all out there, how great or not great it might be right now. Um, and getting that advice, you might not hear what you want to hear, but I can guarantee you that if you take the leap and push through that fear on the other side is clarity, learning, the ability to grow and scale. So just take the jump um, and do it with the person that you just feel the best connection with. I couldn't agree more in that you have to connect with the person the best, right? Uh, stalk them. I do a th top five mistakes to avoid making when hiring a business coach over on the blog because it's you, sh you need to feel comfortable. So see them in action, join their Facebook groups, get on a phone call. If they're not prepared to get on a phone call with you to make sure you're the right fit, I do say run for the hills. I've learned that my hard way myself this year. Um, yeah. But feel comfortable because you will get vulnerable. You probably will cry. Uh, you probably will feel frustrated, right? Because we're breaking down all these barriers, but on the other side of it, comes this beautiful, whimsical, really magical transformation. So yeah, so no matter who that is, I couldn't agree more, feel comfortable is key. 
Yes, absolutely. And for those listeners out there, Caroline, that would, you know, are struggling with the social media strategy side of things, where and how can they connect with you? Yeah, so the simplest way to connect with me is uh, my handle is Social Strategy Mum on Facebook uh, and also on Instagram, or you can head to socialstrategymum.com, which is my website, uh, and reach out to me there. All right, fantastic. Well, Caroline, it is always a delight to be able to hang out with you. It is also a delight to see you grow from one strength to another, and I look forward to seeing you continue to shine in 2020. But before we uh, leave, I do have one last question for you, and I'd like to ask you is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh, it's such a hard question, but I think uh, the thing that I would have liked to have known is that you're going to have to fall before you fly Mm -hmm. and that all of those falls are just lessons for how to do something differently next time. So don't take them personally, just take the lessons and keep moving forward. Dude, I love it. And for the rest of you, before we sign off, please remember that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share it, especially over on your Instagram stories and then tagging me at Angela Henderson Consulting or tagging you, Caroline, at... Social strategy, mom. All right, girl. Just wanted to make sure I didn't mess that up. Um, or you can really share it wherever and just tag Caroline and we're going to smile no matter where you take us. And that would just be awesome. Totally. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast business and live conversations, I would greatly appreciate it if you did and or leave me a review because it helps me to impact other women in business. So again, thanks so much, Caroline, for being on the show today. I'm wishing you all the very best for 2020. And I can't wait to see you at the retreat. Thanks so much, Ange. And for the rest of you, have a fabulous day. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au